So today and every day, I draw on courage, communication, emotional regulation, but I also find comfort in knowing that each mistake I make, each time I fail, is an opportunity for growth. Welcome to Unspoken Bravery. I'm your host, Erin Milzinski, a multiple-time Olympian. Skiing started as my first love and quickly became my greatest teacher. This podcast is meant to take a deep dive behind the capes of our everyday superheroes and find out what's under the brave spirits, the fearless feats, and the nerves of steel. It's normal to feel fear. Hardships lurk around every corner, and yet these roadblocks can be met with a challenger's mindset and turned into wonderful gifts. It's time to celebrate imperfections, to build bravery from setbacks, and to take our goals to the next level. So let's dive right in. Hi everyone and welcome to Unspoken Bravery. Today I'm going to do another solo episode and that's for a couple of reasons. One, it'll be a bit shorter, but two, this theme that I'm going to talk about keeps intertwining itself throughout my entire life. It's like this thread that has moved into all aspects of it. And as I'm talking to coaches while I'm coaching and parents of athletes and the athletes themselves, I'm realizing that this lesson transcends ages and age groups and skill level. And this really hit home when I talked to Chris Spring during our episode. And he was telling a story about resiliency and overcoming adversity and motivation and grit. And he knew that the people listening expected him to pull an Olympic medal out of his back pocket. And he didn't have that Olympic medal to show them or to share with them. And what really hit home is that we don't all have this fairy tale ending to these stories of adversity. It takes a very special person and sometimes a little bit of luck for someone to stand on the Olympic podium. And very few people get to do that. And yet sometimes we think that our stories are meaningless unless we have that feat. But really, it's the journey to get there. And as cliche as that may sound, the journey really teaches us all of these beautiful lessons that we can share with people. And those are what shape us. And those are what teach us. And those are what we can bring forward. Many athletes keep their medals in boxes. Many, many athletes. They don't look at them every day. That is a memory for them. And really, it's a memory about what they've overcome and how much it taught them. But not everyone has these fairy tale endings and it doesn't mean that they're less of an athlete because they've still had the same lessons and the same adversity thrown their way. And I know so many athletes like this. And so eventually this all culminated in working for the Toronto Ski and Snowboard Show. And they asked me to do a speech and I asked them what they wanted me to talk about. And they said the lessons that I learned through sport. So I wrote a little bit, deleted a lot, wrote a little bit more deleted everything. And eventually I had a speech written and we changed it a few times. And I want to share that speech with you today. And I haven't practiced it in a while, but I really want to share it. And I think now is a good time because this thread keeps winding throughout my life. And so I'm going to say it as if I was there, except it was more memorized at that point, but we're all friends here on the podcast. And so here we go. Here is my public speaking story about the lessons that sport has taught me. My name is Erin Milzinski. I am a four-time Olympian in alpine skiing. 
a medalist at the World Championships, and I stood on the World Cup podium two other times in my career, becoming the first Canadian woman in 41 years to win a World Cup slalom race. I spent 14 years on the Canadian ski team chasing winter and racing around the globe. My last Olympic Games was this February in Beijing, after which I decided to retire from skiing after finishing my season, and I did this in April. And today I want to talk to you about what skiing has taught me and how it has developed my life skills, including my plans to lean on these traits as I transition into life beyond World Cup sport, into my personal next, into my next feats. And through sport, we learn lessons that stay with us for the rest of our lives, lessons that can't be orchestrated or planned for, and there's no secret recipe for them. Lessons that you can't learn at school, don't even bother searching for an online course for them. And I promised myself early in my career that I would be a student of the sport, and it was never a bad day if I learned something new, so I was always looking for a lesson because I never wanted to have a bad day. And you probably noticed that when I introduced myself, I only spoke about my accomplishments. And as a society, I think we do this a lot of the time. We do this when we introduce ourselves or others for presentations or interviews or lectures. And these achievements are supposed to draw the viewers in. They're supposed to impress them and add credibility and create interest. This is true for sport, but it's also true in the business world as we talk about people's business titles or diplomas, certifications, accolades, all of those things. So yes, I'm Erin, I'm an Olympian, and I've done those other things, but they aren't who I am, and they haven't been the most important teachers in my life. I really want to focus on the little moments between the big moments, because they often teach us more. And I am so passionate about this that it's the reason I started Unspoken Bravery. It was to take a deep dive into the lives, successes, and struggles of athletes and business professionals, because most of the time we only see the highlights of people's lives. We're only showing that aspect of their lives, but I want to uncover the lessons they learned along the way, the heartbreak that led to fortitude, and the times they succeeded, even though they themselves felt destined for failure. And as the saying goes, you live and you learn. So I want to take a moment to explain a few times in my athletic career when those lessons showed up for me. Times when I learned how to perform under pressure, celebrate the small successes, be a team player, and practice accountability. Recently, a young racer asked me at what point in my career was I the most nervous? Young racers often ask a question like this or something similar because they feel like they won't perform if they feel nerves. So they try to erase the feeling. They hate it. And that anxious experience, that anxious race was a light bulb moment for me because it was honestly, and I mean honestly, the best race of my life. And it was the day that I won. Before the race, I knew that my results would be used for my overall ranking, which decided if I would make it to World Cup finals. And my parents, being amazing and supportive, very preemptively booked their flights to finals, which was a financial stretch for my family. But I hadn't qualified yet, and I felt the weight of this tremendously with every passing day. It just grew exponentially to the point that I remember not even being able to look myself in the face, in the mirror. I didn't even want to see a mirror. I was so nervous. And I woke up the morning of the race and I just wanted it to get canceled. And actually it was a warm day and it got moved back and delayed a little bit, but it wasn't canceled. And despite how nervous I felt, despite how aggressively my fight or flight instincts kicked in, I performed and I accomplished a feat that few Canadians have accomplished. 
And I heard our national anthem play while standing on the very top step of the podium. And I realized that it sometimes isn't about overcoming the nerves or pushing them away or erasing them. It's about feeling the fear, getting used to it, and doing it anyways. Now, let me preface this next lesson by saying that since I was a child, and you probably picked up on this by now, I have been extremely hard on myself with very, very high expectations and a very small margin for failure. You know those lessons that you learn over and over and over again ad nauseum? You just keep learning them. This lesson was mine. And you've heard it before in my very first episode of Unspoken Bravery. So since I was 13, I experienced back pain. I had countless MRIs, x-rays, bone scans, and other diagnostic testing. But we just couldn't figure out what was causing the pain. And the season before the 2014 Olympics, I was at the top of my game. I was dominating fitness testing, and I was standing on the podium. But suddenly, my back flared up. It had other plans for me. I could only ski every other day and only four runs a day. I had to sleep with a chair on the bed and my feet up on the chair. I was taking Tylenol Extra Strength, Advil, and Celebrex to manage the pain, and I was devastated. My results tanked. I was terrified of the consequences if I fell, and I I simply ran out of confidence. Finally, at the end of the season, over a decade of undiagnosed back pain, we found the culprit. I have a spondylolisthesis in my lower back, which basically means if you picture a Jenga tower, one of the blocks is pulled out, which is my vertebrae, and so that's my spine. And following this diagnosis, I realized how reckless I had been to push through the pain. I pushed, and I pushed, and I pushed like you couldn't even believe. I pushed until my back pain reached over a 7 out of 10. I broke out in hives, landing myself in the hospital the morning of a race in a foreign country. I got infection after infection, sickness after sickness, and I felt ready to give up on my dreams. All I could focus on was the negative. And I kept pushing past my limits as I chased what my version of success and self-worth was. And I just, I lost myself in that chase. It felt like I was not only a failure, but like I would never be healthy again. I didn't trust my health and nothing I was doing was good enough. That season, I lost my rankings. I didn't make criteria for the first and I think only time in my career, and I was was broken. I realized that something had to change. And the next season, I decided to correct my mindset because it definitely needed correcting, and I did this by starting to celebrate the small successes. It was a season filled with teeniest, tiniest wins that most wouldn't even classify as mediocre. But to me, at that time, they felt otherworldly. I celebrated finishing two runs in a row, I celebrated when I could do dryland with the rest of the team, and I celebrated being able to ski more than a couple runs a day without relying on pain medication. And a culmination of these tiny successes led to my most memorable race ever. Less than one year after hitting absolute rock bottom, I stood on the podium at world championships, raising the hands of some of my best friends in the air, all because I changed my mindset, set new goals, practiced accountability, and acknowledged small wins. Another lesson involved a time when I was ahead of my teammate, Mitch actually, on the first run, but I fell on the second run and she ended up on the podium. And with tears streaming down my face and just the sense of disappointment weighing down my heart, I knew that the day was no longer about me. And I wanna say that I wiped off my tears, but 
what I did was I walked into hospitality with tears streaming down my face, and hospitality is where the athletes go. Um, we can take a break. No one else was in there, but I walked in there, tears streaming down my face, found champagne, packed my bag full of champagne, and I organized a celebration for her, and I put my devastation on hold so that I could celebrate her and lift her up and make it a memorable day for her. And I, that day I learned how to be a good teammate and the importance of this bond, because Mitch is so important to me, and what teamwork encompasses. I've dealt with coaches who have shamed me and teammates who have wronged me, plans that completely fell apart, complete and utter burnout, and failure on the world stage followed by absolute shame. Through each struggle I've grown, and that growth led to the accomplishments that are mentioned every single time I'm introduced. Without the struggles I've had, I wouldn't have had the longevity or the success in my career, and I most definitely would not be who I am today. I didn't always realize it in the moment. It's sometimes hard to realize it in the moment, but thinking back on my career, there are so many invaluable lessons that I learned. I learned how to advocate for myself and communicate during the season after my back pain was diagnosed and it led to the podium. I learned how to be a team player and lead with kindness when my teammate reached the podium and I felt oh so close. And this led to one of the most important relationships in my career. And I developed grit and determination as I continually tried again after each failure. I learned how to critically dissect negative and often hurtful um, feedback so that I could continue to grow, find strength, and practice accountability. And each time I raced, I learned a little bit more about performing under pressure and self-regulations. And these lessons are the reasons why I succeeded. And although it's been hard to leave competitive sport behind. And believe me, some days it's really hard. I'm starting to get really excited about the future and proud of myself as I face future endeavors. And as I discover how I can transfer these skills to a new career and new things that I try. When I was in grade school, if you told me that I would be a four-time Olympian, there's no way I would have believed you. But I also wouldn't have believed you if you said that I would be public speaking at Canada's largest ski show on stage or doing the social media and interviewing world-class athletes for sporting life. I was shy. I hated public speaking. There's no way you could catch me doing that. So today and every day, I draw on many of the skills that I learned through skiing. Courage, communication, emotional regulation. But I also find comfort in knowing that each mistake I make, each time I fail, is an opportunity for growth. I echo what I said earlier when I say that I can't orchestrate these lessons. There's no way to plan for them. And I can't tell you a secret recipe for success or for overcoming failure. I can't stand here and speak through this microphone and pretend to know how to make those light bulb moments go off for you. But I can share my reminder to myself as I move through this huge transition in my own life. Be a student of your own life. Failure is your greatest teacher, and that's awesome. It might not always feel that way, but it is. Get out there and fail, and try again, and fail differently, because this mentality will lead to beautiful lessons and friendships. Then when you transition through life, you can use all of these lessons that you learn and lean on all of these skills you developed to slingshot yourself into your next endeavor, into your personal next. And maybe you change career paths. Maybe you move across the country. Maybe you become a parent or start your first day of university. 
because we will all go through transitions. That's inevitable. Life is full of twists and turns, but the most important thing is to continue to learn and meet each situation with curiosity because that is when we become better versions of ourselves. And that is what sport has done for me. That is my fairy tale ending. And so as I move through this transition, I work on being an A-plus student of life, of course, but I also take inspiration and comfort in those who have come before me as I see how successful they are because they apply their athletic lessons to their future endeavors. According to a study done by Ernst & Young, 94% of women who hold C-suite level positions are former athletes. And this includes our CEO of Alpine Canada, Therese, who was an Olympic hockey player. Also, according to Fortune's 2017 list of most powerful women, 65% of leaders played sports competitively in high school or college, which makes me think about my best friend who at 32 years old is already a vice president of Pillars Meets and still plays on a softball team, and her team might have just won the playoffs. And that is why I've been so passionate about getting girls in sport and inspiring them to stay there. The lessons that sports teach us follow us far beyond the fields or courts or runs or chairlifts or clubs. They shape us and become part of who we are. And we don't have to be Olympians. We don't have to be the greatest of all times. We don't have to be Michaela Schifrin, LeBron James, or Lewis Hamilton. Through failure, pressure, success, injury, heartbreak, teamwork, all athletes of all levels, of all ages, learn new skills which can be applied to all areas of their lives. We realize that we can push just a little bit harder. We feel the fear, we get used to it, and we do it anyways. And I'm here today, and actually every day, to advocate for, promote, and speak for winter sports. I want skiing and snowboarding to unite us all to keep us physically and mentally healthy, and in doing so, teach us these important and invaluable lessons along the way, these lessons that can't be orchestrated anywhere else. I also want to share my love of the sport with you. I think you know I love skiing with all of me. I want to share the thing that makes me feel the most powerful and that brings me freedom and that is my form of art and that taught me more than anything else in the world. I want as many people as possible to experience the wind on their face as they meet a new friend on the chairlift or hear a yippee through the woods as they're skiing down. I want others to feel emboldened by sport and that their smile will spark the smile in so many others. And I want to say thank you for the opportunity to share some of my story on this podcast or when I speak or through social media. But I also want to leave you with a few challenges. Be a student of your own life. Invite failure into your life and let it become your greatest teacher. In saying that, Give others the freedom to fail around you. Don't be so quick to laugh or to make fun of them. They're brave because they tried, and they will succeed fast because they failed. And also, try not to compare what you see on social media and Instagram to yourself. These are highlight reels of people's lives, and this includes my own. I know people think that I'm very honest, but this includes my own. Often you see the success, maybe the backflip or the best-case scenario, but you don't see how many times someone has failed just to make it to that point. And there are actually Instagram accounts only dedicated to failure. And we often laugh at these accounts, they're funny, when really maybe we should be thinking about how brave someone is for trying. 
So get out there and try and celebrate that. And I'm so thankful that this theme of lessons kept showing up in my life recently, that it just spun this thread throughout it all. Because it helped me realize how incredibly important every aspect of my life in sport was, not just the medals that sit in boxes, and how important it continues to be because sport will always be part of my life. And thank you. And I hope that my story resonates with someone. I hope that you feel the lessons that you've learned and you can search for them and that you are brave enough to be a student of your life, even though some days it's really hard to do. And I am just so thankful to be here today, to have had the opportunities that I've had and to have had these lessons that I've had and that I can lean on them now. And so see you in a couple weeks. Thank you for tuning in and bye. Thank you for listening to Unspoken Bravery. My goal with this podcast is to connect with you through real life experiences. So I would love to hear from you. A hello, feedback, future ideas, you name it. You can reach me on my Instagram account at Erin Milzinski or head to my website, erinmilzinski.com. If you like the podcast, please share, review and subscribe. I hope to see you back here to uncover your own hidden superhero. 